0: Hi, I'm John Morgo, one of the last three guys to a podcast. We've switched our platform to Anchor. Why? Well, there's a couple of reasons. It's free. They'll help you produce and record your podcast. They'll also help distribute it, get you on Spotify, iTunes, and all the rest. And you can make money from it, even without any listeners. It really is a great deal. So join us. Download the software at anchor.fm and click to get started. And, And be with us, the last three guys to a podcast on Anchor. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to us in this great wide world brought together by the Internet. Last three guys do a podcast, are back on a Sunday evening here in Atlanta, Georgia. The NBA regular season wraps itself up today. Atlanta Hawks know they're going to play the New York Knicks in the first round as all the seedings and the matchups are falling into place. And we've got Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown on as usual. This will be our last week separated We'll be getting back in our studio, better known as Leon's Kitchen, two weeks from today. I'll be in Las Vegas next week, so we're probably going to skip a show then, but I'll only be gone one Sunday, so so that's how we're going to play this. So, gentlemen, uh, glad you guys are all aboard as we talk sports one more time. And Hawks, Knicks, uh, what is your initial impression of that series and how you think it's going to play out?
1: Seven-game series to me. That's how I look at it. Uh, you, you're talking about two teams that have improved vastly uh, from season to season. Let's talk about Atlanta first. They're the five seed, but they don't get that way if Nate McMillan is not their coach. Right. I really believe that. I, and and he's actually probably going up against the guy who should be coach of the year in Tom Thibodeau. Look what he's done with the New York. Look what he's done with Julius Randle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Julius Randle will be the most improved player by far this year. And Julius Randle is really taking himself. And, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with him. When he, uh, when he was with the Lakers, he was supposed to be set up to be that guy for the Lakers, but it didn't turn out to be that way, but he found a home. He's with the Knicks. The Knicks were laughing stock at one point in time. And now they are serious, legitimate contenders. I'm telling you, the winner of this series could give Philadelphia a hard time. I, I really believe that that they could really give Philly a hard time. Um I when you look at the matchups all around the board, of course, we might have the best shooter uh well, one of the I know we got one of the best shooters on the planet in Trey Young. But I, I think in this series, he's clearly the best shooter. He's the best player? I don't know, that remains to be seen. That might be Randall. Yeah. But we're looking at a, a legit seven game series here. I just don't see it going any worse than that, unless it, unless there's a team that's just a little bit more superior than the other one. But this is going to be a very good series. It's going to be probably the the, the funnest series that we'll have. But it's it's going to be a very good series, very interesting, and I think that each team will go back and forth, and the coaching matchups too. Nate McMillan versus. Tom Thibodeau, two throwback coaches, two very good head coaches going at it. I, you, you have to love everything about this series.
0: All right, Leah. Yeah, I agree with you, and um, it's very it's very interesting to actually think of the Knicks as someone as something you should take seriously after so long being, as you mentioned, the laughingstock of the league. Uh, Tibbs yep. has done a great job, but it, it, he's got to change that public perception. Of the Knicks, and I yeah. think just getting into the playoffs doesn't do it. They're going to have to make some noise before we finally dis- no longer dismiss New York as a laughingstock. Right. Um, although I think as long as James Dolan is still in the front office, they will continue to be thought of. But this is a this is a team that's no longer the clown cars of the of the NBA getting that four yeah. seed, getting that four seed. So, all right, Leon, what do you think about Knicks and Hawks?
2: Of course, we're looking at Julius Randle see what he's going to do, but I want to see how John Collins performs in the um, in the playoffs. This is what this is because you know John Collins is in; he's in line for a contract, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that the front offices are are entertaining. You know, possibly maybe maxing him out. Maybe, but they're going to, they want to make sure that he doesn't go 2000 and with 18 car, talents town's against click Capella. Yeah. And if we remember that, that's the reason why click Capella got his big contract. And reason one of the reasons why Houston had to unload his big contract was because of the good job that he did against currently talents. Who was a 25 and 12 player that year. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much took him out the series. They want to, I want to see how effective John Collins will be in the playoffs. That, that's what I'm interested in seeing. I, I, I'm interested in seeing the Hawks perform well, but a great indication on the Hawks' future, because the obvious answer would be Trey Young. How Trey Young perform? We kind of, I, I having a good idea what I'm going to get out of Trey Young, but I want to right. see what I, I, I want to see what John Collins is going to do, because I believe that's that's I believe that John Collins is potentially the best power forward that the Hawks have had in quite some time. But these playoffs and will determine if he will be the best Hawks power forward that we've ever seen, period, going forward. Right. going for Hawks in seven. Haw- Hawks in seven. And I'm not saying that because I live in Atlanta. I'm saying it's because I, I believe that, you know, the Hawks are loaded. I think the, the nation is loaded. It's a hard choose, guys.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, this series is going seven either way. Either yeah, way, this series is. is going to go down to the wire. It is uh, question for the Hawks is how well can Trey Young come, come back from his injury? He's, going, he's cleared to play tonight against Houston, but now that there's absolutely nothing for Atlanta to play for, he probably won't get many minutes at all. If he does show up, if he does come in, I think Nate McMillan wants the victory against the, a against the rocket team that is. Has absolutely nothing to play for. They are playing out. They are not in the playoffs. They're not getting in. They're going back home to Houston to start their to start their break. I think it'll be interesting to see what type of mentality the Rockets have. Are they already on summer vacation, or do or do they feel like they have something to fight for? We'll know how how it's going to go in that first quarter. Um, if if Atlanta just absolutely blows them out, then it then it will be a sub. Then it will be a sub fest. I uh, I don't I don't expect Trey Young to play. Uh, at all in the second half, he may be. He may get an. Easy, he may get an early night in the second quarter, as it, again because the Hawks are stuck in that five seed. They can't go up. They can't go down. So they really have nothing to play for. This is probably one of the most uninteresting <coughs> games on the NBA calendar tonight. We just saw Golden State defeat Memphis, deciding that eight that eight nine flux. So uh, Leon, your Lakers are getting Golden State in the playing tournament. For that seven seed and the honor of playing Phoenix in the first round.
1: Well, that, that hasn't been determined yet because oh. Portland and L.A. are tied. So, okay. to, uh, if the Lakers if the Lakers win and Portland loses, then the Lakers actually jump Portland and get the six seed, and they'll play Denver in the first round, which right. is actually a rematch of the West Final last year. Right. And Portland will drop down to the seven. So it, it all depends if Portland wins tonight. If the if if it holds service, then Portland remains the six, and and Denver will be the three, okay. and they'll play Denver in the first round.
0: Okay,
2: sorry. Yeah, and, and, and Portland has a very it's a very real chance that they could lose tonight, or or they could lose the next game because Denver is no slouch. Um, the Lakers are playing against the Pelicans, which the Pelicans are no slouch, but they're not. I am you know not just like a homer, but they're not. Right, right. I mean right now, um, based on what we've seen against. When you see the last game that the Lakers played against the Pacers, the Lakers are going into the playoff firing all cylinders. I'm mean, not seeing LeBron James catch a, a monstrous alley oop that 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 kind of let the world know that the, the, the King is back. I appreciate that. Um, I like the numbers. I, I like I like the numbers that Andre Drummond put up. I have like the numbers that Anthony Davis put up. I believe that the Lakers are the best good team going to go into the finals and it goes back to what Daniel said last week on the Lakers and theatrics Mm -hmm. the Lakers are all about the theatrics the Lakers could possibly be the first seven seed in the history of the NBA to make it to the finals and very well win it and that right there will um, solidify LeBron's respect for the next three weeks until the season starts until they find a reason to hate on him again (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 when Space Jam two comes out, that's probably be the oh, next, yeah. the next that's probably gonna be the next the next reason. So looking over all these play looking over at all these playoffs, uh pictures, again, as Daniel mentioned, there's still some things left to be decided. I'm looking at the brackets as they set up right now. In the east, Philadelphia, the one seed, Brooklyn the two seed, Milwaukee, a three-seed, Knicks, Atlanta, and then Milwaukee gonna play Miami. And then on the eastern side, the play-in tournament: Boston and Washington, and nine and ten will be Indiana and Charlotte. Uh, so that's how it looks. How it looks on the east side, the west side. Again, as Daniel mentioned, still some things to be determined. Teams can slide in, slide out, move around a little bit. But right now, as of right now, Utah is the one seed. Phoenix is the two seed. You got Denver at three, Clippers and Dallas four and five. Portland right now sitting in six. Lakers in seven. Of course, that could that could change depending on what happens later tonight. Golden State in eight. Memphis in nine, and they will play San Antonio, sneaking in in the tenth spot. Again, with with these play in games. Now they're going to do they're going to do the play in tournament before they start the other the other series, right? I mean, that only makes sense.
1: Yeah. So good. yeah, it starts Tuesday. Okay. It starts Tuesday. They have a play in Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the nine ten games. Uh, I'm sorry, the 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 loser of the seven eight. The second seven the winner of the nine ten. Yeah, and the winner of the nine ten game will play Friday. Okay. I believe I believe that's how it goes.
0: Okay. And and then and then the uh other series will start probably a week from today. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and and Saturday and Saturday the series, the, the actual the actual NBA playoffs is lit, set to start next Saturday.
0: Yeah, probably those four, five, three, six games. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe and maybe the seven-two seeds as well because we'll know who those are uh, coming up on right. Tuesday on Tuesday night we'll know on that so, that's, so it's just the one-eighths yep. that is probably going to be temporarily delayed because of that. So now that we've got everything, now that we've got everything set up, I'm looking at these brackets. I think Milwaukee has got to beat Miami. This is this is the make-or-break year for Milwaukee. This is where Giannis f- finally, if he can, solidifies. His positioning, Milwaukee is the team in this that has everything to prove judging by their history of playoff flameouts.
1: Yeah, you're right. Then, and again, that's if that, that standing holds, because right. Milwaukee can still jump to the two, but it Let's. I mean, just looking at the brackets now, how this set up Milwaukee versus Miami. And you remember, and we all remember how we sat here and just, just watch Milwaukee just fall apart in the second round. I mean, this Bucks team was slated. It has been slated the last two years to be in the NBA Finals and just have not been able to show up. Right. But that's because Giannis's inability to, to have a jump shot. And no one else. And they were able to shut down everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't expect for Middleton to do what he does. He's a sharp shooter. He's a, he's a, a, a three-point specialist who's actually gotten better as, as, as time has went along, but they, but I've always said that they needed a point guard. Mm -hmm. And if, if Milwaukee had a point guard and, and they got one in George Hill, but if they had that all-star caliber point guard and not the diminished Hills game in any bit, I think he's a very good player, but he's not an all-star caliber player. You know, and if he and and if Milwaukee would have had that, I think we'd be talking about something completely different, even with the big three that Brooklyn has, even with the process that Philly has has created. Mm -hmm. But this is an important series for them if they can, if they get Miami. If they do, this is a huge series for them because it's a revenge series and they remember what Miami did to them. Miami simply made them look like they were in a seeded team last season.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Miami shocked everybody coming out of uh, as a five seed. I believe they were. Yeah, they were five seed actually, and coming out and and even getting to the NBA Finals last year. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know when I look at that that matchup, that could go six games still because I still think that Miami. That's the same team that they had from last year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So if they can get healthy and they can get back to where they were. Last year, I think they can give uh, Milwaukee problems, but I still think Milwaukee wins the series in six.
0: Okay. Uh, Guys. Yes. It's all, it, but, but I mean, this is,
2: I mean, I don't know where to start here. <laughs>
0: like,
2: like, damn, this is the same Miami team from last year. Right. That took these boys out in six and beat them four straight.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: It got. Yeah, look, and this is basically the same Milwaukee team from last year, minus Drew Holiday. Whom I don't think the addition of Drew Holiday is a big and is a large enough factor to make mm. that of a difference.
1: And Miami is and that was my to on that. me Leon. That yeah, it's 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 Drew Holiday and yeah. not Georgia. I think they I think they traded away Hill, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I might have to go back and check on that.
2: Either or, the teams are pretty much... Now, this is a this is grudge match. This is a grudge match from last year. This is personal. Yeah. And I think that Milwaukee's looking at... I'm thinking Milwaukee... and I think be looking at Milwaukee like, you know... <laughs> well, we did it to you last year. We'll do it to you again. Yes. You know, to be honest with you. And, 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 let's, and let's not discount the fact that Miami are the reigning Eastern Conference champs. And the reason why they're the reigning Eastern Conference champs is because they have the best defense in the East, and they have the addition of Avery Bradley, who is one of the Lakers' best perimeter defenders. Mm-hmm. And their team was, and their team is not old. Their team is young. They're ascending. They're, they're, they're trending upwards. hmm Right. I'm picking Miami to win the series. I picking Miami to win the series. I know she. I know. I know. I know the Giannis factor is there. You know, Giannis is, you know, the he he's a perennial MVP. He put some great numbers, but in mm-hmm. the playoffs, that means jack. So they'll just isolate that man. Yes. And I haven't seen and I haven't seen too much um I haven't seen much of improvement on, on, on his on, on his jump shot like that. So I'm looking at, you know, when I think of Giannis, I think of a young LeBron and I think that Miami's gonna win his game. I mean, you know. I, I, I think they're going to series, guys. I think they're going to series. I think Miami is. I can't I argue team.
0: with that. <laughs> no, neither can yeah, I. I. Yeah.
2: And, and we got to ask the question, too. Um, is Giannis the best
0: player in the Eastern Conference? I just want to know. Uh, well, he's certainly the quietest yeah. player in the Eastern Conference right now. He's not up too long he's not and we know it yeah he certainly he's, he's not no he's quite like I said he's he's the thing of it is with Brooklyn and New York and Philadelphia getting all the attention right now he he is being he's being almost ignored but people are gonna people are start gonna pay attention to him especially with those his with that history and it's gonna get yeah. into his head a little bit I think Brook. I think, Brooke, I think uh, in terms of best friend Eastern conference well. Certainly, you got to look over at Brooke, uh, Brooklyn. Might have one. Might have a couple of people mm-hmm. who would lay claim to that. Who would lay claim to that? Uh, to that title.
1: Now, now, Leon, let me ask you this: When you ask that question, are you asking who was the best player in the Eastern Conference this year, or who's the best player in the Eastern Conference? Period. I think
2: that I think both are synonymous. I think you know we're we're, we're, we're both Christians of of the year. Let's go, let's, let's because of the of the
1: year, it's Embiid. Embiid is the best player yes. in the Eastern Conference this year. That good, right. that and, and that shouldn't be said.
2: Okay,
1: good way, of putting it. good way, okay. of putting. It. All right, so let's go. Period. KD. Period to period to me it's it's Durant, and then you probably have to go with Harden. Right. If you look at what Harden can do. I mean, they arguably have the two best players in the East. And then you can probably say Embiid, and then you can throw Giannis in there in that three-four position. But overall, in a light of of today, in today's NBA, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll it'll be Harden and Durant. One, and you can possibly say one and
0: one eight. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I was arguing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm running with
2: I'm, I'm running with KD. Um, I, it's just when I think of Giannis, man, I think of what a. I don't want to use the D word, man. I don't want to use it, but I'm going to say it until so, until he proves otherwise. You know, because he got he got to do some this in playoffs. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, but it's not. I'm like, what a disappointment. Right. Because because the, the East is not because you know, the East is not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any easier for him. Mm-hmm. And I think if they keep on, and I think if they keep on loose like this, eventually he's going to want out. But he he can't get out right now because what? He just signed that huge contract.
0: yeah got Superman out. And, and Milwaukee's not going to let him go. He nope. is their team. Right. He's the face of their team. If 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 Giannis leaves Milwaukee, they are a what? A ten seed at the at the at
3: the at the, at the most. Irrelevant.
0: The Bucks. I mean, he is their whole team. He's their whole. He's Milwaukee would just have have absolutely nobody paying any sort of attention to him without Giannis, and I think they would become an afterthought and immediately slide back to mediocrity.
3: Mm, yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: Giannis is the only thing that's giving Milwaukee any semblance of respectability. But
1: and my, with no disrespect to Chris Middleton,
0: yeah. But,
1: but but can we really say that Chris Middleton can be the focal point of a basketball team?
0: No. But by the same token, I think Giannis might might be uh, could use a change of scenery. I think he could, I think he could use I think he especially if he flops this year. If he flops this year, I think he could use a change of scenery, if only to get his head straight. Right. And and maybe he would. And maybe he could blossom if he was not that player that they rely on to carry them night in, night out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe he just needs some way to take the pressure off of himself. And um, but like well, as Leon said, that's not going to happen. You know, Milwaukee's not going to let him go, nah. and he's not, not going to go from Milwaukee. So as good of a player as he is,
3: mm-hmm. he's
0: going to be kind of stuck like this for a while. Yep. Wind <laughs> up and
2: so you're like, you're like and Cleveland You like LeBron and Cleveland all over again, guys. Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The extended version.
0: Right. And then, so it's up to Milwaukee to try and find the role players to, to fit around him to make him better. But honestly, in terms of the NBA right now, terms of free agency who's going to want to go to milwaukee when you can go to brooklyn when you go to philadelphia when you go to new york yeah. when you go to la you know it's it milwaukee is going to be a very very tough sell to the to your yeah to your supermax free agents
1: right yeah because of the market itself yeah exactly yeah, and, and that's why yeah uh, it's not a big market no, it's a it's a it's a nice size market, but it's it's not it's not like what you it's, said. It's not L.A. Yeah,
0: it's not a it's, sexy market. It's
1: not Boston. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not New York. Right. It's not Boston It's not Atlanta, even. Right. So, you know, you just I
0: mean, it, it might be yeah, it's one of that. the smaller markets in the NBA alongside Memphis and San Antonio.
1: Correct. And the only reason why, and and what made San Antonio relevant was just just the way that Greg Popovich has, exactly, the way that he has built that team. Do y'all realize that they're in the play-in tournament? Yeah. Over the New Orleans Pelicans,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. who Leon has mentioned on numerous occasions that they might be the most disappointed team in the NBA. And I might have to agree with that. Oh, yeah, because remember, what what happened to the
0: Zion hype? You don't hear that. Exactly. You don't hear that anymore. You absolutely have, that has gone completely down. And I forgot about New Orleans in terms of small markets, but it does have a certain cachet to it.
1: But um, you know what? You look at that roster, and I keep saying this, that team, when you look at the structure of that roster, that team needs a nothing against uh, Stan Van Gundy. Okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's nothing because he's been a proven coach. He's been a proven head coach in this league. You know, he's taking a team to the NBA finals. Uh, Alvin Gentry, who I think is just a wonderful head coach, but those guys are old school coaches. They need a new face, a fresh face that could actually like, uh, that they can relate to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and dare I say, do they need to go young? That's probably what I'm saying. They might need to go a little younger. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that Ty Lue before uh, Lou went to the Clippers. I'm uh, not the Clippers. Uh, where did Lou go? Where did Ty Lue go? Um,
0: I, hold on.
1: But before he, but before he wasn't, you know, before, when he was out there on the market, I always thought that hmm, maybe Ty Lue could go and turn that team around. Right. Right. You know, the Pelicans He's
0: with being- the Clippers, isn't he? He's with the Clippers
1: right now. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, he is with the Clippers. Okay, he's right. And Doc is with Philadelphia.
0: Right. Yeah. They switched. Do you know, do you yeah. know who
2: the you know the Pelicans need? What? What's that? There's two There's two coaches that are proven to work good with youngsters mm-hmm. that can build teams up into perennial title contenders. One of them is a commentator and he's a darn good one. And the other one is a, an assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Jason Kidd and the good commentator Oh Mama there goes that man (laughs)
1: Mark Jackson Yeah, Mark Jackson yeah 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 Yeah. and I and Leon I don't know why I don't know why Mark Jackson and maybe hopefully it's his choice because he loves that remember it's like we've been saying for a long time Bill Coward could have been a coach again uh it took John Gruden some years to, to get out of that Monday Night Football booth right uh and, and folks like Mark Jackson. It is an easy job to do. And Leon, you know this now because you've done it with us. <laughs> it is a job that is fun.
3: <laughs> yes. Is
1: fun to do. So it's hard to come out of that booth because all you do, they're getting paid to sit and tell you what they see, to analyze exactly what is, they see. Which
0: is well, something they'd be doing anyway. Right.
1: Yeah. exactly the only difference is that it's not a headache and then it doesn't go by wins and losses
0: yeah and you don't, have to, and you are, don't have to deal with reporters you don't have to deal with reporters and you don't have to deal with random fans saying hey why don't you play this guy and you don't have to
1: deal with characters right. different characters different types of personalities i.e. your team I. Mm. i.e. your assistants you don't have to worry about that day-to-day strain right. that you have to deal with when it comes to coaching so, maybe it is Mark Jackson's, you know, thing to say, hey, look, I don't even want to coach right now. Yeah. I want to really kind of, if I do want to coach again, if I do have that edge, it has to be the absolute right time and the absolute right team. hmm Just like Urban Meyer did. Yeah, we always knew it. Urban Meyer wanted to get back into coaching. Yeah. But he sees something in Jacksonville. He knew Jacksonville was getting the number one pick, and he knew, that, okay, if I'm going to have this team, I need a quarterback. And I think I found that guy. And I think that guy is Trevor Lawrence, even though he's a rookie, but I can mold him into something special. And, and this was really what it's all about it, it, when yes. you look at it. But Jason Kidd, I think, deserves another shot again. We've seen what he can do as a head coach. He led Milwaukee to a playoff berth uh, one year when he, when he was the head coach. And I think that him being under Frank Vogel for the next for these last two years or whatnot, I think that helped his boost and boost him up. But Leon, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I believe that Jason Kidd or Mark Jackson. I would pick Jason Kidd before Mark because I just don't think Mark is ready to leave that booth. That's the only reason why. I just don't think he's ready to leave that booth. But I would I would choose Jason Kidd because I, I think Kidd is a proven coach. And I think Jason Kidd could lead that New Orleans team. It doesn't have to fix that team. That's a good young core. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, uh, they're probably going to end up trading Lonzo Ball, even though I don't think he should be traded. But when you look at that mixture and that great team, I think Jason Kidd can do something with that team. Yeah, I I think the Pelicans
2: are legit. They're just, you know, the West is very competitive. You know, the West is very competitive. And if you notice that all the teams, all the top teams in the West, are all veteran-led teams. These are these are guys that right. they, yeah. they, they just know how to play basketball. It's a lot more. It's kind of like in two thousand in two thousand eleven, or was well, that two thousand eleven when Blake Griffin won the, the Slam dunk competition? Charles mm-hmm. Bosley said that when this kid learns how to play basketball, he's going to be a beast.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, it,
2: that kind of, that kind of, like, man, this man's in the NBA. He played, what, two years of college. I
1: mean,
2: mm-hmm. he's in the NBA sun dunk contest because he knows how to play basketball. No, mm-hmm. he says, the man learns how to play basketball. but he, he masters the art of basketball, he will be a beast. When you look at the New Orleans Celtics right now, you look at players like Zion Williamson, right now, for the most part, I mean, he knows how to play basketball, but he needs to perfect his game. These guys are all young mm-hmm. for the most part. They mm-hmm. have to perfect game Lonzo Ball is still a young man. These guys are all under the age of twenty-five. They're playing against a bunch of against a lot of grown men who understand the inner nuances mm-hmm. of basketball. That's like that's like if the, the Lakers would be in that same situation if they were being led by Karl Kuzma. You know, I'm, and Karl Kuzma could play, but as far as his understanding of the game of basketball, he, or like the are being exposed because of the type, because of the caliber of players that he is playing against. Look at Julius mm-hmm. Randle. You look at these brother Judy's right, we've all seen it coming. You know, this man was gonna be great, but at the same time, when you look at someone like AB who understands the game of basketball, who's more of a veteran, that's who LeBron feels comfortable around,
3: right? Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if you look at the 2018 Lakers, there are a bunch of young men with LeBron, and LeBron looked like, Oh my god, he looked like he's in a fourth grade all over again. Yep, <laughs> just being honest, so. You know, I think that someone like the North against once they get that right coach, that that's that's proven to grow young men up, and who who they have the they have the he has the, he has the experience, the Jason mm-hmm. Kidd, the Mark Jackson. That's what's needed. The Sam Van Gundy, Sam Van Gundy doesn't look like he has the patience for all that. No, what's going on down
1: there? Yeah, you can look at that and tell, right? Like he's just. He, he just looked like a a, a cantankerous old man that <laughs> right. watching children just run around and just be, uh, and he's just like, "Oh my god, sit down somewhere <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> he has no patience and things like, but that but that, but now you get my point though, right? because that's right. what that's the problem that's going on. I, I really feel like until you can make that change and get that young guy in there. Then, then we can really kind of dissect that problem. Because if New Orleans doesn't get in the playoffs, and Zion Williamson doesn't get in the playoffs, but if they decide to make a change, and I don't think they will, I don't think they're going to move away from Stan, but if they decide to make that change before they blow the team up, that's the option they should try. They should try to get them a, a, a head coach who who they to. Right, because when when you look
2: at the Pelicans. And there's two teams that I, 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 looked, I looked at at the beginning of the year. like, okay, these teams are going to make the league. One of them did. The other one did not. And mm-hmm. one was the Hawks. And the Hawks were teetering on disappointment until they got a new coach. Yes. Exactly. The had up, yeah.
3: they, had, they had all the
2: pieces. Someone within management was thinking I, what it was that someone within management was listening to our show. Yeah. And, and they went off and fired the coach and got them Nate McMillan. And you see what's going on. I think the Hawks, I think the Hawks, you know, are the, the, the the New Orleans Pelicans and the, the the Atlanta Hawks remind me of Travis Porter and the Migos. If both of us who tune into hip hop, yeah. If we so, those of us who know hip hop, you know, not 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 trying anything, John, but I'm pretty sure you know a little something. <laughs> but Travis Travis Porter was that was that it young male group.
1: They were supposed to be the Migos. Yeah, you're yeah. they right.
2: Supposed to be the Migos. But then, because they didn't have the right guidance or whatever it is, they they were lacking, they didn't have it that the Amigos did. They didn't take off, and the Amigos did. If you look at the if if you look at the Pelicans, the Cougars have the same pieces. They have the same twenty four hours in a day as the Hawks. They have the young point guard. They have the young power forward. Cause you know, I mean, what, who are we taking Zion Williamson or John Collins? Yeah. You know what I
3: mean?
1: we no, we taking yeah, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but good Um, you got Cam Brothers, you got Brandon Ingram. I mean, they, the, the Pelicans actually even look better on paper to a certain degree. But they just lack the proper it's like you have a great looking body, but your head is messed up. Great looking body, mm-hmm. but the head, the head isn't right. They gotta they they gotta get their stuff together. Because the Hawks, the Hawks are pretty much doing whatever the Hawks have pretty much performed up to expectations this year. Right. If I do say it myself.
0: Yep, I think, I think so too. To the they, got, they got they got to the playoffs. They're in. They got a good seed. They avoid the playing game. And this is the year we will see what Trey Young can do in his play in his playoff uh, in his playoff debut because that's going to be the next Andrew, part for him in his, in his as is his development. What can he do in the playoffs? And kind of like what, what, what is yep. now? It's his first one, so it's his first one. So is the is the bar low for him? Or we just see uh, uh, what he
1: wants to do? That's a good question. It, it, it's because of the fact that he is considered one of the bright stars and one of the future superstars in the league. Oh. I think it's going to be an in-between with him. Right. Like, I, I, I think that, okay, well, he if he does well, then of course he's going to get praised. But if he doesn't, the question is what's going to happen? But I think that because of the fact that he is in a 4-5 matchup that could easily go seven games, and I don't think he's doing less, no less than that. I mean, unless it's just a catastrophic disaster by either team, yeah. that this series doesn't go seven games, I would be absolutely stunned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But unless that happens, and Trey Young can, can be the one that shows up and average a triple-double in the series and they still lose, but they would have lost to... Perhaps maybe the best, because in this series, guys, I really think that it's going to come down to who's the best player, not of the game, but of the series. Yes. And of course, when you look at best player, quote unquote, you're going to look at Randall and you're going to look at uh, Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going to come down to, especially in that decisive seventh game. I think that's what we'll look at when we're talking about Trey Young and when we're talking about Julius Randall. Cause remember, this is his playoff debut, exactly. Julius Randall's yes, it playoff is. debut. So you so really it's really a, a offset like which player can lead their team to what and do and do however because I I believe both will do well and each team has to find that X factor for the Knicks I think is Derrick Rose because he's been there before and he's playing so well he's it's like he's turning back the clock mm-hmm. uh, he's playing like a veteran to me I think that he's the X factor for them. And the X factor for the Atlanta Hawks, of course, that, to me, uh, Leon might think otherwise. I think Leon probably think it's John Collins, but I think it's Clint Capella. I think that his play in the post will be a huge, huge factor in to see how this series goes. Because we all know that a defensive, that uh, a, a defensive specialist in the post can determine the series. If they can dominate the post in the entire series, then that could determine. How it, how this series shape out, and I think Clint Capella is one of those guys who can do that. If he's able to do that, I think Atlanta could win. Say I, I think the Hawks are going to win anyway,
3: right. just like Leon. Yeah,
1: because of the Clint I, Capella factor. I think
2: I think the I think the nickname for this series should be called the Chip.
1: Mhm. Yeah, the
2: chip, not the championship,
1: not the championship. No, the championship, chip on the no. shoulder. The
2: Right. Because you understand that as Trey Young, think about this. I mean, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's, it, where do we start? Trey Young. The Luca talk. Oh, we could have had Luca. Why did we get Trey Young? Trey Young has a chip on him, so he had a lot to prove. You have the Click Capella, who was pretty much discarded by Houston. Discarded. They just got rid of him. Can he stop? And he's still the same player. Then we have Julius Randle, who was pretty much discarded by the Lakers. Left for dead, sent to New York, develop on your own. Then you have Derrick Rose, who was pretty much left for mm-hmm. dead by the whole entire NBA.
3: Yeah,
0: I think he Derrick Rose is oh. one of those players that just needed new scenery. He just Man. he just needed to leave the pressure behind, and that and he wasn't yeah. going to do that as long and that wasn't going to happen as as long as he was in Chicago, because everyone's expecting him to be the next MJ. And when he couldn't live up, right. to, and when he couldn't live up to that, uh, to that expectation, he just kind of folded under it. So now in New York, he's got a fresh start, clean built, clean slate. No one's really expecting much, especially with the Knicks. And sure enough, boom, he's uh, he's one of the forces that have helped turn that team around. Come on, guys. I mean, this. I mean, there could be. I mean, I mean,
2: this could be a documentary on this series by itself. Yeah. <laughs> If you ask me, you know, Nate McMillan, the coaching factor, both Tom Thibodeau and, the, and and Nate McMillan, does Tom Thibodeau, can his coaching style actually take a team far? Can he have the same success that he had with the Bulls?
1: Right. Right.
2: right. I mean, I mean, the whole, I mean, you, you could literally call the series, I mean, from a, Derrick Rose and Tom Thibodeau, Rose and Tibbs. Come on, man. You know, Tom Thibodeau has pretty much been Derrick Rose's only coach that he had, pretty for the most part, for about ninety-five percent of his career. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. Everywhere Tom Thibodeau goes, Derrick Rose goes. I mean, just it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot on the line. This series has. To, I mean, it has to go seven. I think if it goes seven, whatever team wins or loses, there'll be no shame in there because I, I don't think neither one of these teams have championship aspirations. I mean, it'll be great, but. They both have points to prove right They both have points to prove a lot
1: of people have to perform with expectations. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yes. And let me ask y'all this. Who, who do y'all think? Because really to me, I think it's a, it's now race on the MVP voter, but who, who do you think is the league's most valuable player this year? For me, I think it's Nikola Jokic. And I know that the, the Nuggets haven't been, that they're not a one seed, they're not the best team in the league, that they're not this and they're not that. Right. But I, I think what he has done, if you remember what Denver was at one point in time, Denver was facing playing uh, playing status. Mm-hmm. Then Jamal Murray goes down for the year. And then you, you, you get Aaron Gordon in a trade. So Jokic now has to kind of do a little bit more. And he's delivered to me. I, I think I think to me, one of, the, one of the most skillful big men I've seen in a long time, uh, a, a big man that could get a triple-double in his sleep if he wanted to. Um, I, I think for, for me, it's Jokic. Very close, though. Embiid and, and deserves a lot of credit. He deserves his flowers, too. But I, I think Jokic would just slightly edge out Embiid. Uh,
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's "Say an interesting comparison, there yeah, there, Daniel."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I'm gonna Yeah, because I think what kind of puts um Jokic over the top then B and you know it's unfortunate, you know, for Denver because this may determine the playoff futures, but it kind of mm-hmm. solidified I mean B winning the MVP. What's well, the loss of Jamal Murray. And yet, it's still, they're able just to, to perform up to par anyway, Right. Because Chris stepped out. and B pretty much, um, he didn't have to deal with that this year. You know, all, his team is pretty much healthy. And it's no knock on Embiid. I mean, it's no knock on Embiid. I mean, your team's healthy. Um, I think they have one of the best front courts in basketball right now with addition of Dwight Howard and B. That kind of gives Embiid, like, uh, a little bit of help. Maybe he can play a little bit of four going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can – you know, that could help Doc Rivers, you know, say open up the playbook a little more for him, you know, exercise that the outside shot. Take a little, take a little bit of pressure off the middle for him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, we're going to, have to give. These, I believe we'll have to give the others on that. You know, and it's not going to be. I think Embiid is a great player. You know, he's worked. Um, he, he's definitely worked accolades. He's I, him and Ben Simmons cold from cold faces of their of, of, of their franchises. Mm -hmm. in the future, but I would have to, you know, but if you look at um, circumstances, because I think we we, we grade MVPs on consistency, but the ability to transcend adversity.
1: Oh, and and you know what? When you say that, Leon, hold on. When you say that, I'm sorry, it is not a two-man race. It's a three-man race. Yes. There's a guy out there in Phoenix, by the name of Chris Paul, who who deserves accolades himself. Uh, Phoenix wouldn't be a, wouldn't be fighting for a one seed position, and that they can still get the one seed tonight. If they get the one seed, I think you may have to garnish serious considerations for Mr. Chris Paul. Serious considerations. Serious. I mean, dead serious considerations.
2: Definitely, you're, you're talking. We're talking about performing at a high level like this in year
1: 16.
2: 16 16 yeah 16 um president of the players association um ooh, arguably the the most consistent superstar point guard that we've ever seen we're talking yeah. about, we're, we're we're talking about most we're talking about a decade of being a top five point guard Hey, even top three. You can say he's a top three point guard right now. Year he, he, sixteen, and he's more likely will be one next year. We're talking about the ability to turn around franchises, no matter where he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we. If if his, I think that you will have. a I think he has some point there, Danny. Some point. I that, major. I'm gonna. How come Chris Paul has not been, How come? Well, wait. Are they looking at numbers?
1: Or like, you know, you know how the MVP race right is. Yeah, I, I, think it, it, I mean, his numbers are MVP. If I'm not mistaken, because I think he's I averaging, mean, he's averaging what, twenty three and nine, I mean, nine opinion. assists a game. But, I mean, wow! And, and and but his impact though, exactly. His, his impact, impact. Is insane. That's insane. They're, they're they're
2: not there. You know, we're talking about we're talking about Phoenix, a team that missed the playoffs
1: last year. Yeah
2: not been a top, top two seed
1: in thirteen in fourteen years. Haven't been a well, top two seed in fourteen years until until he shows up.
2: Come on, man! You're going to have to consider this man. You're going to you're yeah. have to consider this. If not, he, he may if he he may he may even win it, I believe because the Denver and Philly were both playoff teams. They're both well teams last year. They they you know. It's good that Jokic um, kept the team afloat, and well, let's let's take it seriously. Everything I just said, let's take everything I just said in consideration. Uh, mm-hmm. the, we're talking about the transcendence of that uh, 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 adversity, everything. But when you just factor in the, the point that was just made, initiated by you right now, Daniel, I think, mm-hmm. I think, uh, to be honest, we're talking about year sixteen. That's adversity in itself. Yeah. Who's never seen like this from the point guard position? Mm -hmm. What's about 16-year veteran point guard? I mean, when you're thinking about 16-year vet point guard, we're talking about guys who they're pretty much on the last leg. They have mentoring roles. You know, they're like they've been reduced to Udonis has one status. But no, this man is is making a tremendous he's making a tremendous impact, and I believe Chris Far has been healthy all year.
1: Right. Uh, and, and correction, he's averaging actually sixteen and a half and nine assists a game. But but when you look at his his sixteen and a half a game, like it it, it always feels like he's averaging more than that. Yeah, right. You know,
2: and and he's helped maximize Devin Booker's potential. I mean, correct. Man, I, I it's safe to say that I think if if Milwaukee would have pursued Chris Paul over Jewel Holiday. it would make them, it, it would strengthen the chances to get to the finals.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's who I was kind of alluding to.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they should have after that next break. Yeah, I, I think I think your point is valid. I think you're taking, you're taking into strong consideration. You know, The only thing that I think that may hold him back is
1: the fact his numbers. But yeah, yeah. Jokic's numbers are just uh, phenomenal. But then I, then again, but the think about it this way Russell Westbrook's numbers. But his team is not good. Uh, Russell Westbrook averaged average a triple double again, you know, for the year. And congratulations to him. He just passed Oxford Robinson for most triple doubles in yep. history. And that's been a, you know, that that's been a whole story in its own case because now you have the case of Russell Westbrook. And what do you have to do now? You know, can you carry that momentum and that same thing that you've been able to do here and you carry that into the postseason? And that's going to be the big question. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: with Westbrook, he's pretty much achieved all the individual accolades you could possibly achieve. Exactly. Now it's like people are like, can you win it all? That's that's all right. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not taking away from the man. I, I don't think he's on the best team. He's making the most out of whatever situation he's in. You know, I I think that if I'm Milwaukee, you know, if if you if Russell Westbrook were to go to Milwaukee next year, do you think that would put them in a better position to win it all?
3: Yes. Mm.
1: That's a good question to ask.
2: I guess not, because the tickets are to answer. I guess
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, man. Oh, man. But it'd be fun to watch. But it'd be fun to watch. Well, yeah, it would be. Well, guys, I want to. Uh, we got we got about ten more minutes left, so let's uh, cut put a pin in this. Uh, the NFL schedule came out this weekend uh, amidst much fanfare. Leon, your Chargers are at Washington Week One. What do you think? Go. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that that Justin Herbert and
2: those draft picks that we picked up. Can translate into. I mean, we got to make the playoffs. This time. I mean, they they made it. They, they made it almost impossible for no for for you not to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for my for, for I'm looking for my team to, to take the next step this year. I'm looking for Justin Herbert to you know pretty much picked up where a young Rivers of left off at. Right. And you know instead of going for rookie of the year. Let, let, let's shoot for MVP. Let, let's shoot for deep playoff
1: run. Mm, let's shoot high.
2: Okay.
0: All right. We got an 8 no, now. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not optimistic about my team. Let's, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Well, other games uh, of note for week one. Jacksonville at Houston. That's going to be the debut of Trevor Lawrence. Jets at Panthers as Sam Darnold faces his old club week one. And, of course, Falcons hosting the Eagles here in week one. So uh, so some interesting games. Um, Dolphins at Patriots. Cowboys at Buccaneers, which is probably the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, unsexy week one games that we've seen for a defending Super Bowl champ that they've put Dallas mm-hmm. with them um i you know that's just it, i think they could have done a lot better with that with that particular one what what are your all thoughts on on the week 1 games in general anything kind of standing out
1: yeah there's there's one game that actually you have a lot of games that are like it seems like it's you're going to have a lot of revenge games on this in the season overall mm-hmm. but then you got those soap opera games right you know and the one that stands out to me is the 425 game on Fox, which will be Green Bay at New Orleans. Will Aaron Rodgers be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? And what will happen for the first time in about 17 years, the New Orleans Saints will have a new quarterback under center for week one. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is not there. So now you're looking at that particular matchup. Uh, Sam Darnold versus uh, his former team, the Jets. You looking to see? You also want to see what Zach Wilson can do if he becomes the starter,
0: right?
1: Um, uh, the what is it? The Bears and the Rams. Yes, I believe that's the Sunday night football game. Yes, it is. Um, uh, how about how about Justin Fields against uh, Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford having to see the Bears again. <laughs> And let's see what that defense do. He thought he was getting away from the minsters of the midway, right? You know, let's see how that goes or whatnot. Um, as far as uh, like just matchups like the season, mm-hmm. uh, well, there's one matchup that I know that I will actually be at, and that is uh December the fifth. It's kind of interesting. Okay, my, that is my wife Kimberly's birthday. We and she's actually in the room with me now. She's uh like you know, rooting because we're actually said, going. So You said you said so December fifth? December the fifth. We will actually be in Las Vegas. Oh nice. Daniel Daniel, say out.
2: Now you and i birthday birthdays one day apart, right? Yeah. Your wife's birthday is the same birthday as my mother's.
1: That's crazy.
2: Damn.
1: uh Kim, uh Your birthday is actually the same day as Leon's mom. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) So, (laughs) so we'll be there. That's the Washington football team against the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. Reason why we're going to that game because uh, a friend of ours, uh, he's uh, a Washington football fan and he wants to go and see that game. So I said, okay. So we had went to Vegas last year. Of course, if y'all remember for her birthday, and we're sitting there, we're waiting on the schedule, waiting to see when we're going to go out there. And, and truth be told, it will be on her birthday. <laughs> so we'll be out there for her birthday again. <laughs> exactly. Again, again. Now, uh, how about week two? And how about Tampa Bay and Atlanta jumping out? You know, remember last year, we had to wait for that matchup. But I'm going to go back to week one. The actually the best matchup in week one. Dallas and Tampa Bay is the most sexier pick. But the best matchup happens to probably be between the two, the arguably the two best teams in the AFC, Kansas City and Cleveland. Oh yes, that's going to be that's the best matchup actually. When you when you take a look at it, I, I expect that Nance and Romo will be at that game. Yes, because they're, if they're not the two best, they're two out of the three best. You can't you can't discount Buffalo. But I, I think with, what you saw, what Cleveland did last year, man. And if Baker Mayfield can keep that momentum running, it, it, it could be a Cleveland Kansas City ASC championship matchup.
0: Mm-hmm. mm Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I'm interested. I want to
2: see because Cam Newton be my favorite quarterback. I'm not a big fan yeah. of his dressing. I mean, the, the, the way he <laughs> get it, man. I'm trying to get it, but I don't. And if you, guys, if you guys listen to that, that puff and sip he has going on on VT, great show. But I want to see what the Patriots do this year with, with Cameron or the center. I want, see what, I, want, I want to see what they do because last year he had nothing to work with. I mean, the reason why Tom Brady left was because the Patriots gave him little to nothing to work with. Right. And Cam had less than that. And COVID, so I want to see what how the Patriots perform with them, with the Patriots reloaded. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, just just because I'm a Cam Newton fan, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see. I want to. I want to go off and you know. The
1: question is for him. Play. The question is for them. Though, will he be the starting quarterback week one?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure it will. It's all about will he be
2: starting quarterback week 17? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's that's You know, we'll see how it goes. Right, right. Well, well, we got six months, We got about four months or so to um, to debate this because right now you got mini camps going on, rookie camps. We'll have OTA. Well. Some teams will have OTAs, and then we'll get closer and closer to that. Well, I think our time is just about up here on the last three guys to do a podcast. Before we go, I want to say congratulations to Blessed Trinity's boys and girls lacrosse teams. They won yesterday over at Denmark High School, also in their respective classifications, 5A to A. Also want to say congrats to uh, Milton. They won yet another girls championship lacrosse in the t- in the top region seven, a six day. That's their thirteenth win in last sixteen. And finally, the Lambert Longhorns. Won their uh, their championship seven a six a on the boys' side had a great day calling all four matchups on the NFHS network and so we're gonna so that was my last uh, excuse me last high school assignment for the year next up it's gonna be summer baseball collegiate baseball league certainly going to uh, let everyone know about those broadcasts as soon as they come about again we will be off the air next week I'll be in Vegas uh, decompressing seeing my parents. Playing with the dog and other stuff. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks in Leon's uh, Leon's kitchen. Finally getting back to finally getting back to normal. So that should be great. Hope you all can watch us and catch check us out there. Again, this episode will be um, dropped on Tuesday on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Appreciate all your support. Thanks so much for listening. Can't do it without you. We'll see you in two weeks on the last three guys to do a podcast.